the Applied Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Broman from Legally Wise Women. This podcast is about how the challenges in our lives often create the biggest transformations. And it's about taking the support, power and skill of the legal aspects of those challenges to become legally wise. In this third episode, I interview Elise Margot and it's such a pleasure Elise is an experienced commercial lawyer and an accredited award-winning mediator with vast litigation experience. For the past 16 years, Elise has been primarily focused on alternative dispute resolution techniques. Uh, She particularly assists clients um, with avoiding lengthy and expensive court proceedings by helping them to negotiate significant deals. Uh, She's the principal at Legally Speaking and founder and CEO of Confidentially Speaking, where she brings her commercial and mediation experience to help people do their own negotiation preparation and then resolve their disputes. So please sit back and listen to these amazing tips that Elise has on negotiation. Right, Elise, welcome. We're meeting tonight in the evening to record. So it's so great to have you because the skills that you have are amazing and I just want to share them with all our audience um, because you've got the same philosophy as well. But this is going to be really skill building because that's where your strength is. So I want to jump straight in. Negotiation tips, here we go. What have you got for us? Well, I've got a few, but I'm going to start right at the beginning with any negotiation, and that is preparation. Preparation is key. Anything else I tell you is 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 important, but without preparation, you haven't even begun to mm-hmm. start achieving what you could in negotiation. Mm-hmm. So from my perspective is when you know you've got a negotiation, whether it's a commercial transactional one or it's a dispute resolution negotiation, you have to prepare and prepare properly. Mm-hmm. In a way, I say it's like going to court. Mm-hmm. You would never walk in front of a judge, well, hopefully, and just start speaking and hope that you're going to get what you want. You would prepare with it in an inch of your life. You would gather evidence together to prove why someone like the judge should award you what you're looking mm-hmm. for. It's the same going into a negotiation. You need to persuade the other side that they want to give you or that they will give you what you need and what you're asking for. And in order to do that, you've got to prepare to persuade. Mm, Wonderful. What do you start with in the preparation? Because I suppose there's there's some factual evidence Mm. perhaps. Mm. Um, So you gather as much stuff that you can to take along with you. Yes. Yeah, so the first thing you do is is you 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 first I say you you zoom out first and say why mm-hmm. am I here and why what am I hoping to achieve? Not specifics, but why mm-hmm. am I in going into this negotiation? Mm-hmm. And I know you wanted me to focus on conflict resolution, so I'll focus on that. So why is there a conflict, mm-hmm. right? And who is involved in this conflict? Is it just mm-hmm. me and someone else? one other person or is it a group of us is it a community who's involved is is it me and my child (laughs) my husband who is involved in this conflict so firstly who and why are we here Mm. right that's the Mm. first thing once we know who and why we then build it into more detail so what what is it that has led us to 
this point in time. And that's where we start with the facts. Mm. Go chronologically. So take mm-hmm. the facts chronologically. That might not work when you begin because you've got a whole lot of stuff going mm-hmm. through your mind and that's fine. So write everything down as it comes into your head. What happened? How did it happen? Um, where where did I go with this? And you put all that, I call it a brain dump mm-hmm. of, of, of your information, your facts. And then you, once you've written everything that you can think of, of why you got here, how you got there, what is this that's got us to this point you then distill those facts so you divide it into chronology what when did this happen was it first first step second step to, to us reaching this moment in time and then after that do I have anything that confirms my facts mm-hmm. so for example if you're busy having a dispute as to whether you received money or you didn't receive money right I look at my bank account I can show you my bank account. It wasn't, I received no money or mm. I received less money. I can show you that. Mm. Did I invoice the person? Here's a copy of the invoice. I can show that I gave the person that invoice. So it's really almost evidence gathering. I have my facts. I put them in a chronological order. Now I'm evidence gathering to show that I can confirm my facts mm. because that's the art of persuasion. The first is to be able to tell my facts. And then also to show that they're not facts sitting in my head. <laughs> there is information, but it's reality. This is mm. this is what happened. Once I've got all that information together, that's when I start thinking, well, in real terms, what do I want from this negotiation? I know the facts. I know why I'm here. But what am I hoping to achieve when I'm talking to that other person? Mm. Right? Do I want to get money from them? Do I want to build a better relationship? Mm. Do I want to stop having fights with them every time? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, have, I have something in the charity where every time we use a courier service, there's a fight with a courier because he <gasps> doesn't want to pick up books, you know. So I want him to stop doing that. That's why we're having a dispute. What is it I'm hoping to achieve yeah. um, out of this negotiation and why? Mm. Right. Mm. And then how am I going to persuade the other side that what I'm asking for is reasonable and that they should give it to me? Mm. There's some pretty in-depth work there, isn't there? Even the first work as to, you know, why you're in the situation you're in. It takes a fair bit of honesty for someone to actually go, you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not the victim and, mm-hmm. and they're not the bad guy and actually mm-hmm. go, well, why are we in this situation? And actually honestly look at some of it. It really is. It's a point of self-reflection mm. and it's it's often scary to go there. It's not scary if it's a pure, you know, commercial deal with did someone give me the money or didn't they and it's mm. a business decision and there's no emotion. But most of the time with disputes and mm. conflict, there is some emotional pull mm. and it's really hard to put the emotions aside. Mm. It takes a lot of effort to do that. But part of writing down all your information getting it off your chest so when you're writing down the facts of what happened and how it happened if you want to swear in your writing swear just don't put it in an email that you can send you know <laughs> if you're typing it doing word like just make sure you know <laughs> it's for your eyes only until you've had chance to proofread it <laughs> but that gets it off your chest part mm. of it and then having to read what you've said and I always say after you've had that mind dump, go mm. take a walk maybe if you like to have mm. a glass of wine have a glass of wine 
go do something, take your mind away and come back and read it. Mm. When you read it with a clear head, you might even look at what you've said and go, mm, <laughs> not mm. sure that was accurate or I'm, I'm sounding a little bit too emotional. And then you have that time thinking. But it is important to spend the time because really if you don't know your facts and you don't know where you're coming from mm. and the other side does, and you start having a discussion and they can throw out all information mm. and they've done all the preparation, you often find yourself going, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. And that breaks your ability to persuade. Mm. So I, I know that it takes a lot of effort and a lot of time, but there's a reason behind it, both psychological mm. and in achieving your, your goal. Mm. And I suppose the earlier that you put this, some of this stuff together, potentially the better too, because if you're doing this 18 months down the track just before litigation <laughs> and everything's escalated, whereas you could put the work in, you know, within weeks and and have it resolved and off your plate as well, which is hopefully, you know, you and I are both big advocates for early stage mediation and getting it over and done with without escalating. That's exactly right. I, I'm very much of that mindset that we've got to, you know, make sure that the the the, the quicker we can resolve things, the more we can mm. build the relationship, mm. Mm. the more we That's can get on with our lives. Um, because conflict, it's a poison in a way mm. in your system. If you see it as all that anger and trying to resolve it in sleepless nights, it sits mm. within you and it takes you away from doing good stuff. So the sooner you can focus on sorting out the conflict and moving on with it, or at least having a plan on how to deal with it, yeah. the better it is. And I agree with you, Jackie. Um, I would even say if you've had a bad conversation, you think it might end in conflict, write notes about it. Straight away. Straight away. Mm. Straight away. Why am I feeling, you know, not even mm. if you're going in for a major negotiation, just as to why am I feeling bad, write it down. But get it out your system, and you never know when those are going to those contemporaneous it's a big word contemporaneous notes um, can help you if you ever then when it escalates. Yeah, mm. yeah, wonderful. There was about fifteen tips in that first one, so good. <laughs> <laughs> that that's my major one. So I'm happy there. <laughs> that's fantastic. All right, what's your next best tip? The next when thing I, that we really have to focus on. Well, I think. You know, it's your strategy. So yeah. once you know what you're looking for, it's mm. still part of preparation, really. Mm. Um, <laughs> funny that, that's my major <laughs> point, uh, is, is working out strategically, how am I going to persuade the other party to yeah. agree to what I need? So both of mm. that is evidence, but also who is that person? Mm. What is, you know, yeah, what is motivating? Yeah, mm-hmm. And nowadays, thanks to the internet, don't use ChatGPT quite yet because it, it, it lies at the moment. So you might not get a <laughs> you might not get a, a perfect profile because they make things up. But if you go onto LinkedIn or you know you, you look into the internet, you might yeah. well find information about those that people those people. Mm. Um, Maybe if it's within a family, you might know, you know, speak to mm. some of their friends, things like that. Do some background information to help you work out what makes them tick or where are they coming from, um, you know, and to the extent that they've said what they have about the conflict or the dispute, mm. understand where they're coming from. Mm. So that that then gives you an idea of strategically how do I persuade the other side to give me what I want. I need to make sure that... Um, 
I'm talking the right thing. If I'm speaking to someone who is very commercial, I shouldn't go in, uh, you know, with the whole explanation and emotional explanation yes. of why we need this. If I'm talking to someone who is more emotional, then I need to I need to get into their emotions to persuade them. Mm-hmm. And so understanding who's at the other side and on the other side, um, making sure that you strategically, whether you want to go in and have a full-on negotiation, whether mm-hmm. you want to put things in writing first, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes we have people we don't trust. Mm-hmm. So we might want to have a lot of the information out there in writing before mm-hmm. we even walk into a verbal um, negotiation with them. Yeah. Um, Interesting sometimes point. we might yeah. say they they liars all the time. I actually don't want to be in the room with them. Yeah. I'll just negotiate via writing. Now, a lot of people don't think about that, mm-hmm. but you can negotiate in writing. You don't have to be in the same room. So those are the, some of the thoughts we have on on how, where, what strategically. Yeah, okay, that's fantastic. Um, and again, it takes a certain mindset, doesn't it? Because even though you said it's part of preparation, you still switched your brain again from very much self-reflection to um, then being much more aware broadly of the other person. But it takes, a, I suppose, a lot of honesty again um, to work out you know, that this is another human that you're dealing with. Um, yeah, instead of just making them the bad guy or whatever. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's always good to think you're the best person in the room. Why, why wouldn't we want to think we're the best person mm-hmm. in the room? But we can be kind to the other person who's not as good. <laughs> we yes. have to take that viewpoint. Yes. yes. <laughs> and and, and uh, it, being able to understand that and also understanding, and this is a really big tip, that no matter how well prepared you are, no matter how great your strategic planning is, mm. the outcome will always depend on who the other person is in the room. Mm. And I've seen this, you know, when I've been training people and I give different groups of people the same facts to negotiate yep. they will always come each group will come up with something slightly different or hugely different mm. same facts mm-hmm. same information same strategy plan they'll once they're in the room the personalities and who they are and what they will will change things so it's, you, you need to focus on those things yeah yeah very well. important very important yeah. Because um, even though we think we're logical creatures, we're actually emotional creatures that just justify things logically, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> we should have a T-shirt. We're emotional creatures that justify things logically. That's absolutely. <laughs> how, how many times do you make you 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 take a decision, and you think it's the right decision, and you actually haven't thought through it properly, and then hmm. you're justifying it based hmm. on yeah. Now I can logically explain. Yeah, why right. why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've prepared, we've put a bit of a strategy in place in that we've thought about who the other person is, what their personality is like. We've thought about how to approach um, how, when and where and maybe even um, uh, timing, um, all those sorts of things. So how to think about strategy. What next? So in our, our strategy, we've got our basket of persuasion. Mm-hmm. And now, now we're going into the room. Now, this is quite difficult because I've said prepare properly, have your strategy. Mm. But now I'm telling you, now you need to be flexible and listen to the other side. <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> listen, listen. What a listen. skill. What a listen. skill. 
the skill mm. in negotiation is really listening yeah. and listening hard. You know, I I, I have this saying that I, I must, I actually, this is one I want to teach you. Um, speak as though you're correct and listen as if you're wrong. Mm. And in your when you go into the negotiation, know exactly where you're coming from, know what you want to achieve. But when you listen to the other side, listen to them with a mindset of what if I'm wrong? Let's listen to them clearly and let's hear what they're saying. Firstly, because in order for me to persuade them to my perspective or my point of view or what I want to achieve, I really need to understand where they're coming from Mm -hmm. so that I can frame my persuasion in language they will understand Mm -hmm. and which they will, they will, um, you know, Mm -hmm. relate to, yeah, Mm -hmm. understand and relate to. So from that perspective, it's very important that we listen to the other side carefully. Um, I mean, tactically, sometimes you might go in and, and put your your perspective, your mm. position to the other side, but many a time it's good to just listen. Where are you coming from? Let them talk. Mm. Take notes, listen to where they're coming from, and then think of how do I frame my argument. I thought about my strategy, but it might change of something they've said. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Um, and because most of our listeners will be female, I will make a generalization, but I want to empower our audience because I think in listening, I think women often have better listening skills. I think we're able to read between what's being said better. So there's some power. And in listening, are we also listening to our own intuition as we're listening? Yes, that's the EQ. So we listening which women, you know, we're going to generalize, mm-hmm. <laughs> just generalize, um, tend to have better. It's a generalization, mm-hmm. but that so you use what you have your skills, and mm-hmm. I'm going to say as well if it's not if it's if you're in a negotiation where you're feeling uncomfortable, and often mm-hmm. that is the case. I know there are people who have been out of the workplace for a long time and they're coming back into the workplace or you're going for a job interview where you are almost what I call the supplicant. You're asking mm-hmm. for a job, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you're feeling a little insecure about that as well. One of the things to remember is I've got the EQ. I've been negotiating since I came out of the womb with my parents, with my children, mm-hmm. with my siblings, with everybody else. I can do this. I don't have to have imposter syndrome. Mm. I've just got to be prepared and ready and I can use what I have. But when I listen, mm-hmm. I don't listen with a view to giving mm-hmm. into the other side. I listen with a view to how do I frame what I want in a way yes. they'll hear. Yes. So it's very Machiavellian. Yes. Uh, it's, you know, don't say that I'm listening to you and then I'm going to like just see what I can give you. No, I'm listening to you because I want to frame what I want in words that you'll understand. And you'll yes. To. Oh, there's so much power in gathering information from the other person to use it to your own advantage. Yeah. Like yes. it's not manipulation. No. But it is a little bit. It is. It is. <laughs> in, in a way, you're using that calming air, 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 ear. Mm. Sorry, at that time of night, a calming ear to listen, and people like start opening up to you, and mm. they're thinking that you're only doing it because you're you're giving in almost yeah. to them. Yeah. And yeah. the next thing, you reframe everything in a way because you've taken what they've given you and you reframed it and and packaged what you want back in mm. ways that they will listen. Mm. And when people talk or vent, often it's uh, releasing a lot of emotion, isn't it? Mm. So the more you can listen 
can discharge a lot of emotion from the other person too, can't it? So even that's a strategy in itself sometimes, isn't it? It's a huge strategy. Mm. Um, you know, I find letting people talk, and that's not just in a negotiation, letting people get things off their chest, mm. including myself. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if you get something off your chest and you really let it rip within yourself, then yeah. you can actually take a deep breath and start thinking calmly um, and in a more informed manner because yeah. we all know what it's like in conflict. You know, so many times I can swear like a trooper mm. on days like when, you know, I'm so angry. Mm. Um, things have really pushed every single button. Mm. And you need to be able to get that out before you can actually work on resolving a dispute mm. or a conflict. So mm -hmm. letting people air their views is a very strong Mm. It's a strong tactic, but it's also important. Mm. Yeah. And I guess going back to the second tip with strategy, again, depending on the personality type of the other person, you want to release as much of your own emotion during your preparation process mm. and the strategy process so that you're not the one venting and giving away all your own information, don't you? <laughs> well, well, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's why when your preparation, that's when you vent. Mm -hmm. So by the time you walk into the session, yeah, unless it's unless it's a t a, a, a strategy. So sometimes, yes, I had one client who didn't have money to pay um, the debt. They they had meant to, they just didn't, mm. and they were people. They they were the type of person who would cry mm. very easily, mm. and I encouraged it in the negotiation they were going to pay back they just couldn't afford everything mm -hmm. and it was one of the best tactics ever for mm -hmm. that specific one so i i know it, again it's a bit machiavellian but sometimes depending on what you, you negotiate you use what you got if you can cry i'm not saying you should cry false tears because yeah. they weren't false and, they, and, they, and then that will be picked up yeah but that kind of emotion can really make a difference depending on what the negotiation is but it's got to be done with forethought and mm. not as a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. Okay. So three tips. They're wonderful. What else have okay. you got for us? Well, then I think what we've got to do is work out how to, where, well, there are two things, how to keep the negotiation going when we see yes. that it's, it's, it's um, mm -hmm. moving around. Yeah. And when, when is the time to walk away? So this yeah. is a, like, I'm mm. going to quote Kenny Rogers for those old enough. You know, you've got to know when to hold them. Oh, the gambler. Know when to... Yes. <laughs> yes. Love it. <laughs> you know when to hold them, fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, so part of that is knowing when to give your position out and when not to mm. um, hold them, fold, when to give up a certain strategy and move on. But also when do I walk away? And mm. when I use the word work, walk away, I mean, give it a break. Mm, okay. Because sometimes you're in the middle of a negotiation. People are very, um, they've got embroiled in the mm. in, in minutiae and they can't move beyond the minutiae. Mm -hmm. And so you need to be able to say, okay, we're not getting anywhere now. Yeah. Either I take a break and go and have a cup of tea, cup of coffee, lunch, or I actually take a longer break. Reconvene. Um, reconvene at another mm. time mm -hmm. and rethink where we're coming from. Importantly, try and keep what you've already agreed on the table, but 
walk, you know, come back to it. So that's walk away, but I mean, come back. Knowing yeah. when to run is when this is getting completely out of hand. Mm. I'm not going to get anything out of it. I'm wasting my time and I need mm. to go away. And in your strategy, you, in preparation strategy, you need to know when that point is. Mm -hmm. mm. You need to know when this is just a waste of my time and, yeah. and, and actually have a plan of if this doesn't work. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I think it's really important because I think people feel like, particularly if they're going into a mediation, for example, it has to be done that day. Yeah. Mm. And the problem is many of the time, and this is where I, I, my major complaint is and why confidentially speaking this business I have came about was because mm. people would come in expecting to resolve some of the mediations in half a day or that day and they mm -hmm. wouldn't have prepared for it. So they in the middle of trying to negotiate a long-term resolution to something where neither side have prepared properly mm. and you're going to try and resolve it in a day where you still might need to look at other issues before you're ready to resolve. Mm. But in fact, I guess if you've started a half-day mediation and you've got to the point where you agree mm. to go away and get more information, even mm. that's a step to go, well, we've agreed, we've narrowed some things down, we've made some progress. Mm. It's huge. It's mm. huge. Anything you can agree on, I always say in a conflict, always mm. start with what you can agree on, mm. even if you can agree that we hate each other, that we need to resolve it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. We can agree that we never want to see each other again, but we're going to have to see each other at least one more time. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's why we've got to resolve it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. so brilliant, all of this. So practical and um, so just grounding for people um, because it does come down to some very simple things really to be to have the core basics to go into a into a negotiation and of course we're talking mm -hmm. in a more formal context mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. all of this sort of stuff can be done you know to go in to see the teacher who's called you in because your child has something going on or it could be yeah. uh or I'm you know negotiating uh, a night out with the girls and I have to convince my husband it's the right thing to do or yeah. whatever um you can apply these strategies to that too but tell everyone please um where to find you but also how you can actually the services you provide that actually walk people through this process as well because it could be really overwhelming to to people who um are so highly emotional mm -hmm. to try and extract it on the by themselves such a big body of work so it is huge and scary and so mm. the services we have it's confidentially speaking mm. www.confidentiallyspeaking.com.au you can find us on the web google us um and there are a number we call ourselves a home of negotiation but the mm. specific service i'm going to send you to is um, our negotiation preparation service mm. there's negotiation services and there we have three um three services one is a do-it-yourself so you mm -hmm. can go online a beautiful online tool if you feel very encouraged but you just want something to remind you of what you need to fill in right. we have an online tool on a hub where you can uh, yeah. we've got some a framework which you answer questions add information in you can save it come back to it upload documents onto it so that's something that if you feel i can negotiate i don't need much help but i just need a framework mm -hmm. to prepare we've got mm -hmm. that um, 
we then have what I love is a simple solution, which is the same thing going on to our, um, our online tool on, in your hub, uploading information, but then you have behind the scenes a negotiation specialist mm-hmm. who will assist you put your strategy together, look at your preparation and assist you with that. And then, of course, there's an end-to-end service, which for those of you who really need it, we, we have that as well. Yeah. But all of it is priced at a reasonable amount and it's upfront. So you don't have to worry about your budget that suddenly mm-hmm. things go out, you know, lose control because mm-hmm. I've, I've gone to speak to someone and things are much, there's a lot more involved. So mm-hmm. you, there is a budget involved with it and there are specific costs involved, but that's mm-hmm. What happens? And my belief is, and my the energy that I want to give it, I want to empower, inform, and educate. So my idea is that once you start using our framework, once you start using the hub, you eventually will be able to do this on your own. You won't mm. need us, and you'll come to us perhaps if you've got something more complex, because you all have a basic understanding of how to negotiate. You've been doing this ever since you were a baby. Mm-hmm. You have an instinct. What we bring is just more framework around it to assist you to think in a different way. That's all. Mm, I just want to emphasize that even more because we feel like when conflict is bigger than we anticipate or we're uncomfortable with, that we outsource it. Mm-hmm. However, traditionally, lawyers are not good conflict resolution either. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to encourage everyone to do is, um, yes, build the skills to do it yourself. But even if you do have a lawyer to give you legal advice, you can do this process and you may be more skilled at negotiation than your lawyer who's sitting there in the mediation with you. They're just there to make sure that they can frame the terms of settlement or whatever you come to. Um, But I just think the more you can do yourself, project manage the thing yourself, it's your life. Um, Yeah. I love what you said about it. It's your life because at the end of the day, no matter what anyone tells you, you have to live with the result. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. it's for you to determine what it is, not for someone else to tell you. They can frame it, they can assist you, and they can play devil's advocate and test your assumptions and your position. But at the end of the day, you live with the, the outcome. Yes. Yes, that's right. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom, Elise. It's brilliant. And I'll make sure those links get into the show notes as well so that everyone just can click that and go straight over to this hub because it sounds brilliant. Thank you. Thanks, Jackie. It's been a pleasure talking to you. What great tips. I hope you really enjoyed that episode and really got some skills to build. Some takeaways for me were that I love with all Lisa's experience, she still comes back to the fact that conflict is poison in your system and the longer it lingers, uh, the worse it is. So her main tips were preparation and there was a whole lot of self-reflection in that then strategy and that's where the self-regulation comes in and then when you're actually in the room um, to listen and that's where your EQ skills will come in and then uh, referring to the gambler know when to hold know when to fold know when to walk away and know where to run 
So if you want more skill building in your life, then consider joining Legally Wise Women's Wisdom Suite. It is $79 a month with no ongoing commitment. Uh, you get the support of fortnightly Q&A live on Zoom where you pre-submit your questions, I answer those, and if you're not available live, you get the replays. Uh, for Wisdom, we have a monthly uh, women's new moon circle uh, where you interact with other like-minded women, you set intentions and we go a little bit deeper um, to make sure that you're not poisoning yourself with conflict. Then around power, we also have a monthly check-in on Zoom as well. Um, so that is a Zoom every week. We have skill building twice a week with weekly two twice weekly short videos. Uh, and then I also put other curated information in there. It's all in an online portal. For bonuses, um, I've also got some downloadable templates in there with video explanations on how to use the templates. Um, now I can add more templates by request. Uh, you get all the courses I've developed, how to find and hire the right lawyer, how to negotiate for what you want, and legal business basics. And you get the video recordings of these podcasts and other exclusive workshop recordings and things that I'm doing. So um, all the links are in the show notes there. I'd love to see you there.